Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode 25, a special Christmas edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. Pleased to have you here, tis the season, Justin Morissette with you, and with me, as always, is... Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Here we are. We're doing it. Christmas time, episode 25, which we totally planned on purpose. Yep, yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I mean, I think I would love to insult you, Justin, uh, but your introduction was good, and yeah. it's also it's in the Christmas, spirit of the yeah. season. I will not insult you, uh, and we got to get going. We've got a lot of shit to cover in this show. We yeah. do, indeed, and uh, I mean, usually we do a thing with the number as related to some famous Canuck who wore that number. Brandon I, Reed? I couldn't think of uh, a 25 off the top of my head. Brandon Reed. I think that's it. Did yeah. like Lars Lindgren wear number 25 back in the day, too? I think he might have. I don't know. It's just Brandon Reed. That's okay. it. He's, uh, this episode will be... Short and speedy. There you go. It won't be. (laughs) But it won't be. It will be slow and (laughs) long. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say this episode will be hyped after its individual performance just as an episode. Yeah. Uh, But then later on, we're going to realize that it really wasn't that good in the long run. This one single episode will play very well in Nashville, but nowhere else. And only just that one time. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I That's it. good. Yeah. yeah. I was referring to the World Juniors, but I like your Nashville thing. Yeah. As well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon yeah. Reed had yeah. like one good game against the Predators. We've got some uh, great guests today. Too, we actually. do really indeed. good guests, and this is our official twelve segments of Christmas episode. So we pitched the idea last episode, and I have to admit. Uh, most of you do not know the difference between a segment and a question. That's okay. Uh, but we, we've we got 12 segments, and we're we're really excited about it. I feel it. as though we didn't do a good job of like explaining it, maybe. but That's uh, probably I, true. Yeah, also. it could be. Yeah. I mean, I refuse to blame us for anything. That, I think. That's, yeah, that's a good point. I never think it's our fault. It's so. not. No, it's definitely not. But whatever. Yeah. We're so. ready. We've got 12 segments, and we're going to burn through them, and it's, uh, I've never been more excited. Yeah, and they're all very special Christmas segments, uh, not anything that we ever do regularly, certainly, uh, though occasionally we, we do do this one <laughs> in that uh, we like to take a peek at the iTunes store uh, every now and then because there are a few ways that people can help the show, uh, and that uh, Real Good Show is powered by Patreon donations from listeners just like you at home, if you are listening right now and would like to support this program, you can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash realgoodshow and uh, maybe kicking us some money if you happen to enjoy the program. You can also do something much more simple than that. Help us out in the iTunes rankings and algorithms by going to the store and uh, rating and reviewing the program, just like someone did in this week's Review Review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Five stars. This is awesome. The worst episode ever. And this is segment number one in the 12 segments of Christmas. A review of the week this week comes to us from Alex Byron. It's titled John Cullen. And he writes, John needs to eat a Big Mac. He's never had one. That's weird. Five stars. Nice. Well, so I should explain. Last week, I was on a 
I was a guest on a podcast called Vancouver Right with Alex Biron and uh, sorry. and Simon Armstrong. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. And they also have a morning show on CITR. Former uh, Buffalo goaltender Marty Biron should yeah, have prepped me for that. He should have. It's okay. You're good. Um, so I went on their podcast and uh, it was just a, you know, just a general like meandering conversation between three guys. And I had a, a really good time and it came up on the show that I've never had a Big Mac, which is true. And uh, I probably never will. Well, I tried to go to McDonald's today to buy you a special Christmas Big Mac that we could all watch as you ate. Actually, I was going to buy three of them. We were all going to eat Big Macs together. Uh, I would have preferred one of the McDonald's Christmas sandwiches, like the chicken celebration or the Jolly Burger. But... Are those real things? Yes, it doesn't sound real, but it is. Okay. Regardless, I was furious to learn you cannot buy Big Macs at 10.30 in the morning. You were mad, too. Yeah, yeah you were I mad. was, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I was in the drive through line, and when they told me that I couldn't order what I wanted to order, I couldn't go anywhere. Just, I couldn't just like, it and got out of turn around in a huff. I couldn't drive straight through. I could not even move my car one single inch. You could have been like a viral Christmas video where you just started smashing the cars in front of you and behind you in an attempt to get out of the drive through. <laughs> been like, well, look at this maniac. He's clearly hopped up on Christmas shopping. He's lost his mind. I just angrily ordered a coffee instead. How, yeah, thanks. How, how was the, the coffee? It's, you know. McDonald's coffee. Oh, yeah. okay. We tried to place an order with you, but you were so distraught that you well, couldn't even. Well, it was even... too late. I was already, I was already gone. You they... drove over the sidewalk. Yeah, you guys wanted breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, I'll take a. Yeah, because it was breakfast. But yeah. John's probably eaten a breakfast sandwich before. That's not the purpose of this. Yeah, segment. I know. But I just thought maybe. Well, I, my maybe. suggestion was we just lie about it, and he pretends to eat a Big Mac. And yeah, which I thought tell? that was a good yeah. suggestion. Look, I'm only uh as good as my name people out there rely on us to tell the truth they do about big country's dick and uh whether or not we are eating big macs or not and uh, i refuse to uh participate in this ruse i really wanted john to eat the big mac on the air maybe we'll do that come the new year but john would you do it if i brought one even today i don't think so i'm not into it i because there's stuff on there I don't I don't want like I don't like their shredded lettuce is not very good is there tomato on a Big Mac no, no right no you're just not, you don't do you know what a Big Mac but is. there's onion uh, I don't like onions two all beef patties pickles onion lettuce cheese sauce yeah, yeah. on a sesame seed special bun. sauce yeah special sauce yeah. Thousand Island dressing yeah. um yeah no so no onion no lettuce then maybe I'd try it but this is a very weird stance to take because you do eat McDonald's yeah. But, but I just don't like the burgers. I don't know. Just so their had, chicken, right? Yeah, I had this like weird thing where when I was a kid, uh, I thought that the burgers at McDonald's were unhealthy, but the chicken was fine. Yeah. I mean, I was eight, so I mean, it wasn't that but smart. But you still think that now. But that, yeah, yeah. So now when I like when people get a Big Mac at McDonald's, I'm like, ugh, unhealthy. And then I order ten nuggets. Wouldn't you just? Couldn't you just take a bite to see what? It's yeah, like? I'll take a bite. If you buy me one with no lettuce and no onion, I will eat it. Well, it's probably going to have lettuce and onion. Well, it's not, or I'm not going to eat it. Well, it's, a legit well, then it's Big not Mac. a Big Mac. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Well, then I guess I'm never going to have a proper Big Mac. Oh, this so. is fucked up. Well, it's it's going to come in the Big Mac box. Just because I don't like lettuce and onion doesn't mean it's not a yeah, Big Mac. Yeah, but I could like take a shit in the Big Mac box. And, and is that a Big Mac? I mean, technically, there's probably traces of fecal matter in the patty, so yeah. maybe. I don't know. I don't like where this line of questioning <laughs> is going. <laughs> You have to eat your lint chocolate yeah. on ice. I bought okay, you got so fancy I, snacks. Yeah, this I went week. to the lint store. So yeah, this is our snack this week. It's lint on ice, 
And uh, it, I didn't even know that this existed, but it is lint chocolate that is meant to be served cold on top of ice. Oh, I thought so it was... Is, uh, mine is not on ice, but it, it is cold. Is cold yeah. And I will say it is quite delicious. It's I thought meant it was to be like, like a, a cool refreshment on your on your tongue. The picture on the front, it's a chocolate inside an ice cube. Yeah. It's kind of a cool no, It picture. actually says on the box... Uh, yeah, okay, so it says produced uh, lint on ice, blah, blah. Lint on ice chocolates are a unique specialty offering an unparalleled icy delight. Savor their delicate, smooth centers and be overcome by pure chocolate pleasure. It sounds like a traveling kids show that's coming to Pacific Coliseum. It does. <laughs> and then it says to truly appreciate all of their unique qualities, we recommend keeping these precious chocolates in a cool place and serve them chilled on ice. It's in a cool place, your apartment. Yay! Ah, hell yeah, player. Um, That's right. Well, it's not Big Macs, but you know, listeners have become accustomed over the last couple of weeks to uh, hearing us try to quietly eat while recording the well, program. Well, it's not our fault that we're being sponsored by all these companies. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was a pretty bougie uh, sponsorship for us to get. So yeah. Thanks so to the good people at Lint. Look for Lint on Ice uh, at your local Whole Foods stores. Yeah, and uh, look for Lint on Ice also coming soon to Pacific Coliseum. Um, <laughs> hey, I also think like uh, you. The could joke's also... so nice. I told it twice. I like it. Uh, do you suppose that if the uh, Canucks overdid their laundry, ah, that there would also be Lint on Ice? That's yeah. Hey, because it's like a yeah, because like the jersey the would as... pill or whatever. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like lint would get on the ice, you know. Is it the right material to do that though? It'd have to be like one of those. Like, you, no, like you'd really have to do it up. You'd yeah, really yeah. have to. The, their equipment manager would be fired if that happened. Yeah, but I think it is possible. That'd be a pretty big mistake. I think. Yeah, huge mistake. Yeah. This is our best food sponsor so far. But then again, yeah. uh, the Canucks did willingly uh, fire confetti onto the ice. That is true. So you know the lint on ice. It might be possible. George nearly uh, just interrupted the recording by nice. George is <laughs> stopping. George is my cat that Justin just <laughs> threw across the room. I into didn't throw him. <laughs> he just God. dropped out of my hands and he was fine. He better be. He's got a concussion now. We got, we'll have to take him to see the new Will Smith vehicle. What a great Christmas movie! Yeah. By the way, that's yeah. what everyone wants on Christmas Day. Let's go see a movie called Concussion. <laughs> Perfect timing, really, for the holiday season. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, that was the first segment of Christmas. We will go now. It wasn't a use. It wasn't a viewer suggested one, unfortunately. I mean, but uh, it, technically, I took Alex B. Ron's that's true suggestion to be a write-in uh, segment, right. That he wrote in via the iTunes. Store. Okay, yeah. Unfortunately, John refused to participate, and so I will. McDonald's. I already said no lettuce, no onion. It's more so that McDonald's refused. Yeah, yeah, to that's participate. fine. I could go for a sausage McMuffin. So right they're now, going right? on the enemies list. Yeah, <laughs> but more on put that them on the enemies list. A little bit later, as we head into the second segment of Christmas, uh, so many people begged and pleaded for this. It really is the greatest Christmas gift that we could possibly give to our listeners, and it, we're just giving it to them right away. Yeah, this yeah. is not like, uh, well, that's your biggest present, so maybe don't open it right away. We're just saying, fuck it. Yeah, you well, can stop listening. After well, yeah, that, I mean, you know. I know that there's a lot of people who listen to the show who only can make it through the first like 45 minutes who don't ever f- listen to the back half. Well, um, that's just stupid. Mailbag just isn't their jam, I guess. I don't know. That seems ignorant. Yeah. Well, regardless, we're giving you the big gift right up front, a return appearance from one John Hendren. Yes, Twitter's own fart. He is back for another edition of John's Christmas Cuck Corner. 
or John's Cuck Corner Christmas Edition, whatever, either one. Make it up, whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, you pick Your choice, yeah. Absolutely, jingle all the way. It's the gift that keeps on giving Cuckin'. it to someone else's wife. Oh, sorry, I stepped on your, that was good, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, John joined us in in the middle of uh, a cafe or something. No, he's like walking through a mall, I think, yeah. maybe. We spoke to him a little time. bit earlier, and there was a little bit of music playing in the background. What's that slow jam playing in the background? Yeah, so I uh, I walked across the street because I didn't want to have to talk about cucking while I'm in my office. <laughs> <laughs> because it actually came up in a meeting earlier today, and I don't want to bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Well, the first segment was a huge hit. Like Everyone's been asking us, when are you guys talking about cucking again? So uh, we're glad to have you on for this Christmas cuck corner. Yeah, I'm excited. Do I have to sit this one out again? Or no, 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 you can be allowed. this time. You were oh, cucked okay. last We're allowed time, two Johns. I, I'm yeah. really excited that, uh, you know, it's the Christmas episode, and we're going to talk about cucking, because Christmas really is the uh, the holiday that got the whole uh, wagon started with the cucking uh, thing. Because if you think about it, uh, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus, right? That You're kind of preparing the entire family for just an old fat guy uh, all up on your wife. <laughs> Which is really good for me. It's been great for me. Um, comes down the chimney, and then they just like make out, and the kids are like, "Whoa, what is going?" Because it's you know a different different guy. And then the dad has to wake up in the morning. Dad doesn't even know he's like role playing. He's actually like instrumental in the mental preparation for the cuck, and he doesn't even realize it. It's beautiful. But uh, anyhow. Are we recording? We shouldn't be recording this part because uh, this is the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, this is uh, great. oh goodness! Have you? So anyway, have, let me ask: but, but Have I you mean, ever? Uh, have you ever dressed up as Santa to uh, perform this type of cock? No, I've never done. I'm not. I'm not old and fat enough. But like, I can't. I can't wait until I'm the day when I can like uh, become a mall Santa because those guys are just like staring at asses all day long, <laughs> and they're setting it up. It, you know, they're setting it up so they can have a career, like, after Christmas is over, uh, doing, you know, cucking. That's true. And, I mean, they're, they're good with kids, in theory. So and I don't, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, last time you were on the show, John, you, you mentioned that you have a, uh, a deep wealth of knowledge uh, and experience when it comes to cucking, and uh, I just was curious as to whether any of your experiences uh, came around the holidays. If you have any Christmas cucks that you'd like oh, to share with us. But, but I have to start by saying that I've never been the, the crying man in the situation. I've always been the, the nice, uh, cool, buff guy that has the sex. Right, right. It's what you're famous for. Yeah. Right. Because uh, I've, never, I've never been like the guy that sits on the side of the bed. You know, he's on the corner. He's like crying, and uh, he's really sad. That's not me. I've never done that. I've never been the, the uh, you know, the guy that just like looks at the camera, and he's really sad. And that's not me. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we got that, cool have you ever been yeah. the crying man in the shower, John? No, I've never. Like, I've never. Uh, I've always been the cool guy, the cool sex guy. Right. Okay, nice. The one who has the sex. Yeah. Yeah. Never the crying. The the guy who cries. You know, is uh, the married guy with the wife you know that the wife is being plowed next to him uh i'm the guy doing the plowing i'm not the guy that's like very upset about it right right well no fact, wo- i'm having a great time no woman has been able to tie you down just yet that's well that's absolutely right correct <laughs> i'm a i'm a wild card a dynamo <laughs> but, 
But getting back to your favorite Christmas cucks, if we could. So, right, my favorite Christmas, yeah, Christmas cucks. I would have to say, uh, well, there was the, uh, the winter of 2008, um, in which I was dressed as an elf. I was dressed as one of uh, Santa's elves. That's pretty much all there is to it, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you just painted a, a nice picture for all of us. It so. just happened to be Christmas, but it wasn't, like, Christmas-themed. Okay. So then I happened to be in an elf costume. And I was... <laughs> uh, quick... The bells on my shoes were rattling <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, quick question. Is Santa... I guess you've kind of covered this, but I just want to clear this up. Is Santa the cool guy or the crying man? Santa's the cool guy. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, Mrs. Claus... She's totally cool with it. She loves it. She th- I think she gets off on it. But, uh, you know, he goes around the entire world having sex with all these dudes' wives. It's, like, great. <laughs> it's amazing. All in one night, too. It's, uh, it's pretty impressive. He's an amazing guy. And he has a huge sack, which is my favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> well, the, the most amazing part of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is that, like, the kids seem totally cool with it also. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got a new dad, and he gives us stuff. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, we, we did want to talk about uh, cucking has been, uh, you know, I don't know if it's you could say in the news. John, would you say in the news? Well, it's been, no, it's, it's, it's been it's in the news. Oh, you asked this, John. It's hot. Cucking, cucking is hot right now. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like, and, and uh, this really came up as, as a result of uh, Andy Richter, uh, complaining about some of the abuse that he receives on Twitter, uh, it really shone a light on the fact that uh, one of the like the number one go-to insult of conservative white males on Twitter is to tell somebody that they are uh, a cuck or or something like that. Uh, why why do you feel that is? Uh, well, to to be the guy who's crying. Yeah, I mean that, that's a huge insult. See, I've never been that guy, <laughs> and for somebody to call me the cu- the crying man. Well, first of all, it's completely wrong because I've never actually been the crying guy. But uh, to call somebody the crying guy, who is the loser in that situation? And definitely not me. Uh, that's a huge insult. I've always been the cool sex guy that has the sex, not the crying man. Uh, okay. Uh, and just a question specifically about the Andy Richter tweet, which, uh, which I'll read now. He says... Um, you know, uh, and white power types calling me cuck. Who's going to cuckold me? You? My wife already sleeps with a fat guy, except I don't buy swords at the mall. Uh, now, given that you are always the cool guy having sex, can you respond specifically to the swords at the mall line? Because I feel like that is something that a cool guy having sex would do. No, no. A collection of swords. The, uh, the guys who, I mean, okay, so if you're being cucked, right? Like, buy a big fat guy? That's, uh, first of all, it's really cool because it's probably me <laughs> because I'm kind of a, a big fat guy. But to be cucked by a dude who also buys swords at the mall, um, that's not as cool, like, for you if you're the crying man because this guy is a weird, like, loser guy and he's having sex with your wife. But, but for the, Does this make any sense? Like, well, for the cool guy, it's like a, a classic double whammy. Not only are you the cool guy having the sex, you are also the cool guy who owns Aragorn's sword from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you own like all kinds of weird, like, uh, the pewter statuettes of the wizards holding the, the iridescent orbs that you get at Spencer Gifts. Yeah, like the total, dragons that yeah. are wrapped around the, the glass sphere. Yeah, that's a total cool guy move. 
you own that and you're having sex with a dude's wife like that's one of the top things you can be if you're like just this nerdy dude and i'm kind of nerdy i'm not that nerdy but i've never been the crying man and that i have to reiterate that <laughs> that i've never actually like been the guy that sits on the edge of the bed or rather on a chair next to the bed <laughs> and he's fully clothed <laughs> and you know sometimes the crying man like gets his dick out and starts like jerking it because he just doesn't know what to do he's having like an emotional breakdown and he like also gets horny from it which is really weird but i've never been that guy <laughs> at all <laughs> ever sounded like there was some sort of commotion in the background there john were you being recognized as the cool guy who has all the sex no there was there was some uh, like chinese uh, exchange students walking past me i don't think they understood <laughs> what i was saying <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I know we're, this is your area of expertise, but we are going to quickly move away from the subject of cucking for just a moment, uh, because there was a news item that came to my attention uh, this week uh, about a, a Sacramento mother who is potentially facing jail time for allowing her four-year-old son to play alone at an outdoor playground 120 feet from her home. As uh, a tomahawk. I, I bring this up only because, <laughs> yes... The four-year-old boy's name is Tomahawk Hendren, and yeah. now that we have you on the show, I must ask, is there any relation? <laughs> well, you know, I've never been the crying man, but I have been the guy who has sex an awful lot, and, like, every time I've been the sex guy and not the crying guy. Uh, it's possible. I don't want to say yes, but if I were the cool guy having sex... After the sex, I would probably say, like, hey, a good name would be Tomahawk. That sounds like <laughs> something I would have said. I don't, I don't think it was me. But then again, like, uh, you really never know. Because then again, like, I've never been the crying. I've always been the sex guy and not the crying man. And Tomahawk is an extremely cool word. Is that something that you do often where you just you, you give suggestions for names were there yeah. to be some sort of conception? What are some other names that you would uh, that you would accept uh, for your for your cuck children? Sure. So, uh, bulldozer is one. <laughs> I would name a child bulldozer. Airwolf. I think it's another one. Wolf. Airwolf. You guys have seen Airwolf, yeah? Yeah, that the helicopter. <laughs> it's the it's the helicopter that goes around solving crime. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I look forward so to it. Maybe those are Tomahawk's kind of, middle it's names. Cute. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of surprised that you went with uh, like vehicle options there. I would assume that you uh, in keeping with the spirit of Tomahawk uh, would choose to potentially uh, try and, and name all of your children after weapons you can buy at the mall. <laughs> so like Claymore? <laughs> I don't think I don't think I would name a kid Claymore. No, that sounds like a crying man name if I've ever heard <laughs> that. Yeah, that's a crying man's name. <laughs> Clay. Don't name a kid Clay. Yeah, Clay is definitely a crying man's name. Yeah, and now you have more Clay. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. It's not great. It's like Clay is crying because his wife is getting plowed by a big fat guy. <laughs> named Bulldozer. Named Rapier. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would go with like Bulldozer, Airwolf, Tomahawk, or like one of the uh, just other cool... And anything that sounded cool when you were like nine is really good because that kid is going to be nine and has to assert themselves as a cool person. Yeah. So, okay, this kid is named Airwolf after the, you know, 80s TV show of a chopper that goes around solving mysteries and whatnot. Um, that kid's cool automatically. What about right? like but Ro if you're Rocky? Would you name a kid Rocky? No, nah, there's too much baggage around Rocky. 
couldn't do it. Rocky Rocky lost fights. He was the crying man in a couple of the movies. That's true. I think he actually did cry in a few of them. Yeah. Can't have Rocky. Yeah. Uh, what about Dump Truck? Dump Truck? Uh, ew. No. It's got, ew. Yeah, it's got no. dump in it, I guess. Yeah. So. Wouldn't do Dump Truck. And I'm assuming would, you uh, chose uh, no girls' names because you just wouldn't have girls as children. Yeah, well, I, oh, mean, I thought Bulldozer was a feminine name, honestly. <laughs> bulldozer is a gender. You can do whatever you want with that. I don't, I don't really want to assign a gender to my kids until they're old enough to like understand and do it for themselves. It, I'm being a good ally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's very important. All right. Well, uh, John, uh, do want to go from uh, that little news item to congratulating you on being uh, from what many vid- video compilations have coined as the top news fail of 2015. Uh, this isn't our year in review episode. It is the Christmas episode, but uh, we probably won't talk to you next week. So <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on that oh, distinction. Thank you. Yeah, I saw that uh, there was a piece on what was it? Some blog. It was like, this is all the... Uh, the greatest viral videos of the year or whatever and mine was down there it's i don't know like way down the middle somewhere but it was surrounded by you know lip sync battles and uh just you know amazing content like that that you you can't get enough of so (laughs) you must be so proud my great honor to be among those uh luminaries (laughs) 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 all right well merry christmas to you john and uh, we will talk to you again more about cucking whenever it happens to be in the news come the new year. Oh, I would love it. And I love your use of the word come. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks, John. Thanks. See you guys. Wonderful. Wonderful Christmas themes there. It's, uh, you know, always... Good message. Really always, good always message. a pleasure. Always yeah. important uh, for... Mostly the pleasure's John's, I guess, because he's having all the sex. Well, it sounded like Santa was having a fair amount of pleasure also. It was nice to get confirmation that Santa is indeed the cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Though, uh, yeah, making a lot of crying men the world over. Ah, but that's like his thing. And children, too, by not bringing them the presents that they want. Yeah. Yeah, uh, We should have talked about, like, the Santa tracker that that people run, because really it needs to be updated to also track, like, not just presents delivered, but uh, husbands crying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wonder if it's the same thing as like the pizza tracker. It's the Do same, you guys know the uh, story same of the tracker Santa tracker technology? What's the story of the pizza? I'll tracker? tell you the story of the, the Santa tracker. Oh, the Santa I don't know the story tracker. of the pizza tracker, oh, okay. but uh, little. This is just like a Christmas, some Christmas knowledge. So what happened was, uh, in uh, the 1950s, there was a department store that had a uh, a service where you could call Santa. Um, I guess maybe for people who couldn't make it to a mall or whatever, you would call this line. They would have someone answer the phone as Santa, and that would be the thing. And uh, when they printed the full-page ad in the newspaper, they wrote the phone number down wrong by one number, and it redirected to a military base. And so this is in Colorado, I believe. And so the military base was run by a particularly enjoyable gentleman who decided well, we'll just start fielding all these calls about Santa. And so, of course, at the time, radar was a real hot technology in the 1950s. So they decided that they would uh, say that they could track Santa on their radar and they would start telling these kids that called in about the tracker. And then that is why uh, every year the tracker is still brought to you by... Uh, it's by Nor- the NORAD, isn't it? NORAD, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Well, speaking of trackers, it's time for the third segment of Christmas... 
Let's get right to it. It On was a little bit further down. Of Christmas, the my order. true love gave to me. A three taffer on TV. Well, that'd be three taffers tracking. Uh, but okay, yeah, that too. That that's too. that's the uh, one. They both kind of worked. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, uh, let's get right to it. A special Christmas edition of the Taffer Tracker. You just a common man. Get a $10 raise per hour. You can throw your own employee through a glass room. How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you defend shit if you yell at my wife? You guys think this is okay. I have a reputation, and I have to protect it. And you will destroy it. I'm leaving. I'm not rescuing you, Barker. I like that the sleigh bells were not even remotely close to the same <laughs> per minute as the, uh, the Taffer Dragger theme song. That was awesome. That's okay. Uh, it is okay. I said I loved it. So this week on the Christmas edition of the Taffer Tracker, and the only reason it's a Christmas edition is because this article came out on like December 20th. There's nothing Christmas related in it. <laughs> um, well, we did already go over like the Christmas gifts for the holidays. Yeah, that's like a couple episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, so, no, that's yeah. true. So if you're looking for a specific Christmas edition of the Taffer Tracker, please go back to episode 23, I believe. I think so. Know. Just listen to all of them. Yeah, yeah we didn't great. do the Taffer Tracker last week. Yeah, so, so I think 23. it's 23. Uh, yeah. But John has a countdown of the most unwanted critters they've ever encountered at a bar. Uh, so I'll list them off here. Number five uh, was at a hookah bar in Omaha, Nebraska. And that's where you really want to go hippie? to. A, I think I've seen that one. Uh, I've it, seen that episode. Yeah, it's very depressing. And it was a dead rat. Oh. Uh, so a hippie. <laughs> that's, this is good. This Thank is, you. That's a hippie related jokes. <laughs> it's 2015, guys. Catch uh, him at Just for Laughs Northwest. Coming next absolutely. year. Uh, number four was at Headhunter's Bar in Austin, Texas, where the owner locked his cat inside at night to kill the rats. Uh, and I guess that didn't really work. So the cat died? No, no, I think the, oh. cat, the cat was just like... Was just there. It was just, there was a cat living okay, in the bar. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, number three was toucans in Hollywood, Florida. Just a, a shit ton of rats. Uh, number two... I thought it was a toucan that was in the bar. That would have been kind of cool, That'd be actually. a wanted I, th- yeah, guess, yeah, I thought that. it was rogue breast implants. Well, it's not an animal. Toucans. Oh. Oh, my God, John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no- Catch him at Just for Laughs Northwest. <laughs> Coming next year. February... <laughs> Uh, number two is uh, KC's Neighborhood Bar in Johnson County, Kansas, and that's the one with the raccoons that lived in the ceiling oh, and like nice. crapped all over the floor. Beautiful. Uh, and that's that's my favorite, but I, I knew number one was going to be this because he keeps going back to this well. Uh, this is at a steakhouse in Black Canyon City, Arizona, where people rode into the bar on horseback. Yes. And the horse would just take dumps on the floor. That sounds amazing. It was disgusting. Um, and the other thing that's kind of weird is like the related stories in the sidebar of examiner.com. This is like a bar rescue story just about John Taffer in a show. It's like a fluff piece. The related stories are all about like dogs being like abused and like sent to like kennels. It's, it's like here, I'll give you an example. Father surrenders family dog because she stinks as his son cries for his pet. <laughs> Desperate dog clings to owner's leg, begging not to be left at shelter. Senior German Shepherd cries in his kennel after being abandoned by family. Uh, you so, sound like South Park, like they're making things up. No, these are all real. Uh, sorry, what was the name different. of the bar that the... The horse was in? Yeah. Uh, Kid Chilean's Steakhouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't called Neighbors. Or Neighbars. Yeah, oh, Neighbars. Neighbors. It's like a double Neighbors. pun. There like you go. But nice. uh, yeah, that's the Christmas edition of the Taffer Tracker. There's dead dogs and animals in bars. And Beautiful. That, and now that uh, they've all been ran out of their former homes, they live together on the island of forgotten critters. Just making it a little Christmas. Oh, like the Rudolph. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah like well, it. it'd be the island of misfit critters. 
Is it, is it mis- yeah, I guess Misfit so. Toys. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it yeah. was Forgotten Toys. No, because they're all fucked up. Yeah, Misfit Toys. Yep. Huh. That's right. Well, I fucked it or up, no, too. Is, is Misfit Toys... Oh, yeah, from Rudolph? Yeah, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah. They're all the shitty toys. Well, that's the Christmas edition <laughs> of the Taffer Tracker. I'm gone. Good night. Beautiful. You didn't play the sleigh bells there, though. <laughs> it's too much uh, That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be real tough to hit the play button twice, eh? <laughs> it, sometimes it is. Oh, oh, oh. John's coming back to say it again. I'm gone. Good night. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's all I wanted. Yeah, that made that made me feel yeah. better. <laughs> I'm going to have another lint on ice. Uh, into the fourth segment of Christmas. Well, we can't talk about sports at Christmas, of course, without getting into what has become a annual tradition, at least in Canada and perhaps in the United States as well. We'll soon find out because we're joined on the line right now to talk about the World Junior Championships uh, by a, a strong proponent of the American side. It was a Christmas tradition on my Twitter feed, anyways, to unfollow this gentleman for the two <laughs> weeks of the tournament. We're pleased to be joined right now by Ryan Lambert at Two Line Pass from Twitter. And uh, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, of course, as we head into this tournament right now, you probably have to be liking uh, Team USA's chances as you seem to like their chances every single year. Well, the only reason they've ever lost is the, uh, you know, an IIHF conspiracy obviously it's the only- <laughs> in what way how have forces conspired against team usa well everybody's really jealous of the united states uh because we're the best country in the world and uh you know this is another chance for us to prove it <laughs> by your uh your under 20 year old hockey players proving once again that your nation is the greatest yeah that's correct the, the greatest <laughs> Uh, there ever was, and every Canadian gold medal, or like, God forbid, a Russian one, uh, has come just because everybody else is cheating. Uh, now, TSN has done their damnedest over the last 25 years to turn this into uh, a big event up here in Canada, but uh, obviously the attendance figures when they go elsewhere in the world seem to suggest that uh, not really many other people care about this. As an American, what is the coverage, if there is any coverage, below the border, and how did you come to be a fan of this event? We uh, we get the TSN coverage on NHL Network, and it's okay when there isn't a game involving Canada. <laughs> uh, but when when the Canadians are playing, it's just like ah, all these CHL kids they only they only know how to play one way, and all these soft foreigners that they're clearly injuring intentionally are just cowards who are faking. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the best part of it, though. I mean, Pierre Maguire is, uh, you know, the double D on. That's always a classic. Oh, yeah, the double D Was on. that born out of the World Juniors, though? Oh, yeah. It, it was, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, who did he, he hit uh, Some, Rostislav Olej, I, I think. believe so, yeah. Because yeah. that did follow him to the Calgary Flames also. It yeah, did. That's true. Double D on. And uh, it was Greg Millen who, in fact, coined the no backswing slap shot that uh, Dion Phaneuf was able to wield. That's uh, my most cherished Dion Phaneuf memory. Well, my most Greg cherished- Millen doesn't really know how to talk about a whole lot unless it's backup goaltending. That's <laughs> about all he's really familiar with. I think you're thinking of uh, somebody different there. Was Greg Millen a, ba- a goalie? He yes. was. He yeah. was? And uh, a backup goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking was, of exactly the same person. I just thought he was a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the shoe fits. Yeah. <laughs> Famous for being stupid on television. Well, Ryan, what's your favorite FNF moment? 
Yeah, as a Flames fan, you would have several, I would think. Well, first of all, how dare you call me that? Um, and, <laughs> and second, I would say um, either when there was that picture of him and Mika Kiprasov smoking in some college girl's dorm room, allegedly, <laughs> and um, also when Yarko Rutu tripped him. Okay, yeah, I was going to okay. say that one too. Like, if you, those, if, are, those are the big ones yeah. that I think we all enjoy. Yeah, and that one has Greg Millen doing his like high-pitched laugh too when he sees uh, the replay. So it's, uh, it's a fantastic... Right. I watch that probably like once a week, actually. So. <laughs> he laughs when Who he sees the replay you? of them smoking in a... No, 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 the, the room thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was like the back room of a strip club or something also. You know, I've heard conflicting things, but the, <laughs> the one that you hear most often is that it's just, and it certainly looks like it, it looks like a college dorm room. Okay. Perfect. Well, well whatever. I mean, if you're going to smoke, might as well That's do where it you're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, doesn't he have like more than one cigarette in his mouth at one time in that photo also? Or am I just imagining it to be better well, than that, it was? He's carry pricing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think he tried to set the world record for having the most cigarettes in your mouth. That. <laughs> yeah, like that file photo of Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you're so you're not identifying yourself as a fan of the Calgary Flames these days. Nor would I ever have done so. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I I had an interest in them because I was always a big Jerome McGinley and early Dion Phaneuf fan. Um, and so, like, I watched a bunch of their games and, you know, who doesn't like Jerome McGinley? That kind of thing. Uh, but, like... Racist people. The amount I've ever... <laughs> the amount I've ever cared if they've won or lost a, a single game is zero. Oh. Well then, I feel very uninformed because uh, I, I, for whatever reason, seem to identify your rooting interest as being uh, as being for the Flames. So my apologies. Yeah, I apology accepted, and <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a thing where I watch them a lot, and um, I got roped into not roped into. They said we'll give you money to write about hockey for a <laughs> Calgary Flames blog. <laughs> Like six or seven years ago, and so I've been doing that ever since. Okay, right. Uh, yeah. So you, uh, I okay. Here's a question for you. Uh, who is your okay. least favorite American player? Like, which American player do you wish was Canadian? This is like his Sophie's Choice. Yeah. <laughs> of all time? Uh, no. Current, current player. Current. Um. I mean, the obvious answer is Patrick Kane for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I have like a, a more fun, creative one than that. Uh, I thought you'd say Ryan Miller. Yeah. Well, so I thought about saying Ryan Miller, but now it's just kind of like sad, you know? <laughs> and I guess like realistically, he was almost gave you a gold medal in 2010. Almost. Yeah. He, he, he was pretty great for the entirety of 2010. Well, so. he would have had to be because Tim Gleason was on your team. So no kidding. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, Ryan, we actually looked at the defense on that team last on last week's show, did and we? Uh, yeah, we did, yeah, and uh, it was not very good. It got more depressing the further down. <laughs> yeah, it was Ryan, Ryan Suter, Whitney. and it just it just dropped yeah. off after Suter. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then that's just kind of a thing because they're even in the last Olympics they were like, hey, do we want to bring Keith Yandel, who's like the highest scoring defenseman in the league over the last two years, who's not named Eric Carlson, and everybody was like. 
No, I had a dream that it would be a bad idea, so we're not going to do it. <laughs> he can't even spell the word intense. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Ryan, I got to ask you uh, about uh, Canucks pick, who's playing in the tournament this year, Brock Besser. Because uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've, been, I've been very excited watching him. Uh, should I actually be excited? Like, is he actually good? Yeah, so the, the thing is this. He seems to score nothing but highlight real goals. Yeah. Um, and that always, like, maybe it's unfair, but that always kind of worries me about, you know, can this guy, like, score? Because you can, it's easier to score highlight real goals when you're playing, like, Alabama Huntsville or whatever. Yeah. But, it, you know, can can you do it at the NHL level um, is the real question. And, and you know, everything that you, you see so far from him is that he's just going to do this all season and probably beyond. But there have been guys like that in college who don't end up going anywhere. Um, but on the other hand, like Johnny Gaudreau only scored highlight real goals and that was a thing where everybody was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be an unbelievable NHL. Yeah. And he is, so. Yeah. And who's the guy on Philly? Shane, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce Shane Gostisbehere. Yeah, yeah. I always thought the it was Gostisbe here. Well, that's I, how it's I kind of wish it was because it sounds like uh, the slogan of like, uh, uh, like a Applebee's. restaurant or something. Yeah. yeah. Gots be just here. be here. You gots just be here. Yeah. He's definitely going to be in a commercial <laughs> saying those words yeah, in no, the next five years. He's going to be at like Pat's Cheese Steaks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> saying eat this vile sandwich because I'm on the flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, how like excited it. are you to watch Austin Matthews this year too? Because I've only seen, I've just seen highlights of him over in Switzerland. And he's tearing it. Yeah, up. he. I mean, you know, obviously he's going to be the number one pick, so it's always it's always good when he's on your team. Yeah, uh, and it's obviously also not something that happens to the United States a lot. Um, he's on he's on a line with Brock Beth, or no, I don't think he is actually. He's on a he's on a line with Alex DeBrincat and um, Matthew Kachuk. I want to say. Oof. Um, and two two guys that are ripping up the OHL. Debrincat, greatest last name of all time, or greatest last name of all time. Yeah, I like anyone that has uh, two capital letters with no space in there. Yeah, tremendous. <laughs> Always a classic. Now, uh, this is not a gentleman who will be playing in this year's World Junior Tournament. However, Ryan, it is a guy that you do get to watch uh, quite a bit down there in Boston, I would assume. Uh, mm-hmm. And you do tweet about him from time to time. So I think you do see a great deal of, uh, you know, we talked about Ryan Miller earlier. We're currently suffering through uh, our Miller years right now. But do we have cause to be very excited about a gentleman by the name of Thatcher Demko? Yeah, Thatcher Demko is um, one of the better college goalies I've ever seen. Uh, he's just a really, really good, you know, everything you would say about, like, he's fundamentally sound and all that, like, that all applies to Thatcher Demko. He's big and he's very athletic and, um, you know, he, he had some problems last year where he wasn't too mobile because of hip problems, but he had uh, the double hip surgery that more and more goalies are having, like it's Tommy John yeah. uh, over the summer, and he's been unbelievable ever since. I think he has like a 940 save percentage so far and this like year. And like seven shutouts or something? something yeah, he had he had a stretch of six shutouts in seven games, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's not bad. Yeah, that's okay. yeah I mean, you take that, yeah. for sure. 
real good if we're being honest. But he sounds like uh, his name sounds like he would be the like local pro at your golf club <laughs> in North Carolina. He sounds like a villain from like an '80s ski movie. Yeah, in yes. like an '80s surf movie. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, ski school or whatever. trying to shut down the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> that Demco. I like it. Well, uh, you know this. I know. I know you came in saying that uh, the only reason that the United States has ever lost at the World Juniors is because of nefarious uh, uh, conspiracies. But I, I'm I'm very impressed that you have not uh, more thoroughly trolled the shit out of us about the World Juniors uh, in over the course of this conversation. Uh, well, you know, it's it's one of those things where I really don't start to care about Canada's chances until they barely beat Switzerland in the <laughs> opening round. <laughs> and then and then, you know, everybody starts to complain about this is why you don't bring a lunch pail team and it's, you know, nothing but first and second rounders. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, that is kind of our lunch pail team, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, at least this year, we're not leaving too many guys in the NHL. Like, you know, it's that's normally our favorite excuse is like, yeah. well, you know, I mean, if we had Stamkos and Doughty and blah, 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 then we would have easily won. And instead, we lost in overtime by one in the <laughs> gold right. medal game. It's and real tough. If I'm not mistaken, the two times there's been a lockout that allowed um, like guys that would be in the NHL to play for Canada, the United States has won the gold medal both times. No. No, because there was the Crosby Bergeron. Yeah, Canada had the best probably best world junior team of all time yeah. in 05. Oh, yeah. Getzlaff, right. Perry, and... Getzlaff, yeah, I, Perry, what, what was the Carter, one Mike But it was Richards. close. Andre... No, it yeah, wasn't. What was the one where Marc-Andre Fleury put the puck into his own? That was, that was, that's that the was one I was oh, thinking. That, I was yeah, also I thinking of that one, Because Kessler, uh, yeah, you, yeah, that you put was it Kessler, Kessler, Patrick yeah. O'Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. I watched that game on a projector in the large gym of my high school. Nice. <laughs> like, they just let us out of class to go watch. <laughs> Dope. I watched that at UBC. Yeah, that would have been... I thought it was 04, but it might have been 03. I think that is 04, yeah. But I was definitely thinking that that was the lockout year, also. So yeah, that, not was, that was classic Mark Andre. Yeah, no, Fleury, the lockout year was 05. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> and that was Canada beat Ovechkin and Malkin in the gold medal game. Yeah, like you're right about that. Yeah. That Crosby Bergeron group oh, was, that was, whole team was ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. Weber. Maybe, no, I think that was the 05 tournament, but the lockout was 04 05. So 04 winter would have been. No, it was the lockout year that all those guys were. Yeah, yeah but that would have been the 04 <laughs> tournament, is what I'm Well, saying. guys, I'm sorry for making this mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you, as well, you should be. I, I'm curious. But what yeah, I know what you're saying. It's It would have been like January 05. Yeah. Like yeah it's yeah. considered yeah. the 05 tournament, but would have been in the winter. This is of thrilling 04. stuff. Regardless. Yeah. Yep. Semantics. Yeah. I, I'm curious, Ryan. Get what? It all. What what do your Twitter mentions look like over the course of the tournament as you uh, go strongly pro uh, Team we, USA? Well, you you tend to get a lot of at least Canadians don't kill each other with guns every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, I mean, that's got to be a hot that's got to be a hot one this year. Oh yeah, for sure. I think if we you had know, guns, especially we would, because but... we're we're due for another mass shooting down here. So probably that, that should happen any day hours. now, and it'll be fresh in every. Uh, idiot from the greater Toronto area's <laughs> minds on Twitter. So, I, I, Donald Trump will probably figure prominently this year, too. You'd have to think. I would imagine. You'd have to think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, next year, uh, led by coach slash President Trump, I think we're going to have a really good chance for the 2017 <laughs> gold medal. 
Yeah, you know, that's exactly what Trump's going to... That's going to be his first order of business as president. Get sworn in in November, take over as coach of the World Junior Team in December. Make, make America's World Junior Hockey Team great again. <laughs> it's his follow-up slogan. I should actually get those hats made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great Teespring idea right there. Well, make sure you kick a little bit of the profits from those hats over to us because uh, we're poor. Do you guys have a Patreon by any chance? We, we do. do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe we make the hats and give them out as a donor. Maybe we should start selling guns as part of our Patreon, <laughs> and then American <laughs> fans might donate. I have a lot them. of buyers. Well, so, down I think here, someone guys. in the states have to do motivated. it on our behalf. Right, yeah, yeah, because then yeah. they could go to their Walmart or whatever and get the guns. Yeah, or, I, that's just how I understand it in Canada that yeah. you can get a gun anywhere. There's like a drive-through, I think. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. okay. That's so you're you're a former Real Good Show intern, Ryan, and now uh, you're the official Real Good Show gun supplier. Congratulations on your promotion. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like you just loaded a gun as you said that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for calling in. Pleasure to finally have you on, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again in the future. After the States Thanks. loses. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We'll yeah. check in with you again Inevitably. after the tournament yeah. to, uh, to just try and brighten your, your mood a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate it because, <laughs> once again, America picked a terrible team, and it's not going to win. Uh, so <laughs> thank you for having me. There you go. Ryan Lambert admitting his inevitable defeat at the hands of the Canadian team. Edit that out. <laughs> Lawson Kraus going to put up 17 points this year. You heard it here first. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks so See much. You guys. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wanted to talk about with him the fact that there was a little bit of a mini tradition going on in the NHL for a little while there. In the years that he probably would have been uh, maybe not a Calgary Flames fan, but at least somebody who was watching them regularly, where the Flames and the Canucks played each other every single Boxing Day yeah. for like several years consecutively. It was like Boxing Day tradition, not just the World Juniors, but also that at after at the seven World Juniors were done, yeah. yeah, you'd get a Flames-Canucks game, and they were usually like classics. Yeah. Well, now it's, it's Oilers-Canucks this year, so, so it's That's cool. it, pro- it probably won't be a classic. Yeah. No, it won't be. But, you know, the NHL can never, uh, like... They don't even realize when they're creating traditions by accident. Yeah. So why would you bother sticking with that when it works, right? Yeah. But it was nice having Ryan on on the show. Yeah, I guess. Very, very funny guy. Um, and hopefully we'll have him back, like we said, after uh, after the tournament. Yeah, which we barely talked about. We sort of did. We sort of did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll break it down perhaps in a few weeks yeah. when it's all said and done. We will go from there into... The fifth, fifth segment, segment of Christmas, Christmas on Real Good Show. No, you said four. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're good. And it is by a, a listener suggestion. I can't exactly remember who it was. Which one is it? It's Don Cherry's oh, this Christmas controversy. Kalen B, who's also comments. a supporter of the show. Yeah, Kalen nice B, guy. donor to the program, uh, gr- prolific tweeter. Uh, he suggested that we read. Don Cherry's most controversial statements uh, set to Christmas music. And we are, uh, you know, very willing to do all sorts of things here in this special Christmas edition of Real Good Show. Why not that? In fact, I have the Christmas tunes all queued up. Perfect. So as we're getting started here, some of these will be direct quotes. Some of these may be just 
Don Cherry scenarios. I feel like I have to read this in kind of like a jazzy baritone. Oh, yeah. Some of them are tweets as well. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Number one. Don Cherry attended Toronto Mayor Rob Ford's inauguration wearing a bright pink suit and said he was wearing it in honor of all the pinkos out there who ride bicycles. Cherry also stated that Ford would be the best mayor Toronto ever had and addressed Ford's opponents saying, put that in your pipe, you left-wing kooks. Uh, During the 2008 Olympics in Nagano, Japan, Bloc Quebecois party members complained there were too many Canadian flags in the Olympic Village. Cherry responded by saying, they don't like the Canadian flag. You know, it's funny. They don't want the Canadian flag, but they want our money. He also said, then we pick a French guy, some ski guy that nobody knows about, referring to French-Canadian skier Jean-Luc Broussard, who was selected as Canada's flag bearer. And that should have read the 1998 Olympics. Yes, you're right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Our apologies. Yeah. That's really a screw-up on the part of the Toronto Sun. Yes, exactly. So, fuck them. Yeah, not their first time. They hired Steve Simmons. Uh, Too much sweetness. In 2006, when former New York Islanders winger Zygmunt Palfi scored against the New Jersey Devils, he celebrated by kissing teammate Travis Green on the lips. Cherry's reaction? I know those guys who wear visors are sweeties. But that's a little too much. All right, here's another Olympic quote from Don Cherry. During the 2002 Olympics in Salt Lake City, two Russian cross-country skiers, Larissa Lazutina and Olga Danilova, tested positive for Darbapotin, which increases your red blood cells, and were disqualified. Cherry weighed in on the incident, saying, I've been trying to tell you for so long about the Russians, what kind of people they are, and you just love them in Canada, what with your multiculturalism. After the Olympics, Cherry addressed his comments on Coach's Corner and said, I don't regret one word I said. I meant every word of it. Uh, up next, we've got a, uh, a tweet from John, uh, Don Cherry, and this is about uh, a Christmas movie, actually. Uh, so I think it's very appropriate. Uh, he went to see uh, Spectre, the new James Bond movie. I'm going to read these tweets in order here. Just came back from the movie Spectre. Dan Craig was good as usual, but I felt the movie was way too long. Before the main feature, it showed previews of the upcoming movies. The first one was a comedy where the actor vomited in the aisle of the church. Great fun. Then the actor made fun of Jesus Christ. It showed Jesus crucified on the cross with nails driven into his hands and feet, obviously dead. The actor said something like, hey, who's the guy hanging there? Really clever. You see, you must realize in this day and age that you can ridicule, say anything you want, as long as it's about Christianity and Christians. It is open season on Christianity, and nothing would be said. Great fun. Guy vomiting in a church. Makes fun of a man crucified on a cross. No problem. But woe betide the person if he makes fun or ridicules any other religion. Editorials to the papers, TV news, radio, the left-wingers would be in an uproar. Like I said earlier, in this day and age, Christianity is open season, but we will survive. I like how Seth Rogen is simply identified as the actor. Yeah, and I like how he was also surprised that there were previews before movies. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, the movie was already too long. This last one, and Justin, you get to read it. This is my favorite one. Number uh, eight. We do go yeah. back to the Toronto Sun list. To number eight. In 1989, Winnipeg Jets owner Barry Shankaro. Shankaro? Whatever. Irrelevant threatened to sue Don Cherry for referring to the team's assistant coach, Finn Alpo Sohonen, as, quote, some kind of dog food. 
This has been Don Cherry's Christmas, Christmas Controversies. Controversies. Nice. That's exactly the name I was going with. Well done. And that was also Christmas Time is Here from Peanuts. Yeah. The, the Charlie Brown guy. Charlie Brown yeah. Christmas by uh, the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Yes. And we will go from there into the 12 segments of Christmas number six. This was uh, suggested also by a donor to the show at Megalodork, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. Uh, who asked us to settle once and for all, what is sports? Uh, it is a question that we have been ducking for low 25 episodes yeah. now. But we get about 50 of those questions every episode. So yeah. uh, it's nice that we're, uh, we're dedicating an entire segment to it. And then now uh, this can just be it. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to lay down. definitely all of the people who ask what is sports listen to this podcast. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They're definitely um, writing in hoping to hear their question answered. So yeah. here you go. Each and every week. Uh, so I think we should probably get like, I don't know, four or five kind of a, well, laid on the ground rules of, of what a sport is. Okay, here we go. Uh, Basketball, hockey, soccer, golf, ultimate frisbee, figure skating, judo, karate, diving. We're not supposed to just list the sports. Oh, oh, sorry. My yeah. bad. I thought we were, because he just said what is. So I just thought we were naming some No, sports. no. So the actual question Artistic is. Artistic freestyle roller skating. Yes. Uh, he wants us to come up with a solid definition uh, oh, for sports. I'm so sorry. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, I think number one, there's a ball. Every sport has a ball. No. Name no. one that doesn't have a ball. Wrestling. Well, pucks and stuff. No, no. Those Swimming. Are, those are all technically balls. I mean, technically wrestlers have balls. Yeah. Well, there's female Some wrestlers as yeah. well. Yeah, I guess. Swimming, diving. Those are no. They f- form into balls when they flip off the diving board. Synchronized swimming. Yeah, they curl up and that they have like the. They would die. If they they, they have up. like those swim caps on their heads. Those are kind of balls. Yeah. yeah. There's oh okay so number one obviously boxing. there's always a boxing gloves or balls. There's always a ball. <laughs> okay, that's number one. Number two. Uh, well, I'm just looking at like the dictionary definition oh, of that's sport cheating. right now. I know, I know. Because I, I would say there I has to be uh, there has to be some kind of competitive aspect to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, they they say that it's an activity involving physical exertion, but that's Disagree. not always true. Yeah, darts. Yeah, is darts a sport or is that a hobby? Well, a dart is a ball, so it's a <laughs> it's a sport. Okay, so number one, I'm writing this down. Is the rock a ball? Yeah, it's a ball. Okay. Uh, okay, has to have it's like circular. a ball. Number right. what was number two? Number two uh, has to be competitive. Competitive aspect has to, it, to yeah. have uh, a competitive. I'm writing all these down right now. Yeah, that's smart. Aspect. Just so we can bring it up again. Uh, yeah. Number three. Uh, what was the what did the dictionary say? It has to you have to exert yourself. Yeah, but that's not true. I mean, it's you sort of like the dart. You could have you could exert yourself. I would you say uh, people participating in it. Well, unless okay, are we saying like darts is a sport? I think it has to be fun. How about that? Okay, it's got to be fun, definitely. So okay. yeah. So, so number three. It so like has... ultimate frisbee's out. Um, <laughs> well, frisbee's a ball though. I know. Like, I wasn't saying it wasn't. But is out also. <laughs> I would say for me anyway, people participating have to have hot bodies. <laughs> well, I, yeah. What about like bowling though? And well, that's what I mean. I'm saying it's not really oh, that's a sport. Not a sport to you, because but bowling's like, a... so. I'm saying if you don't have a hot body, it's not really a sport. You know what I mean? So, uh, beer salon—that's not a sport. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually that's fair enough. I mean, if, if yeah, you've it's seen us play, I'm talking yeah. like at the pro level. Yeah. A sport is yeah. You have a hot what about body. sumo wrestling? Not a sport. No ball. They are the ball. They're round. Oh, I see. Pete Weber Jr. Uh, probably had a hot body like four decades ago. I doubt it. 
Okay, well, I, that's in the maybe pile, I think. Okay. I got to disagree with that. All right. Well, what, I'm just saying for me. For you, personally. Yeah. But this is a general definition. I just enjoy looking at good bodies. I like I like looking at sumo wrestlers. Well, now you're just defining like athletes and not sports. Yeah. But, but that's part of it, though. I'm saying the competitors have to have hot bodies. Okay. Yeah. It's part of the sport. You have to have people to play it. That's sure. all. See, that's another good one. It's got to be people. Oh, that's got, true. It can't be We dogs. had that whole American pharaoh controversy. Yeah. yeah. So I'd say people have to be doing it. Okay, I and just also, saved this as official rules of sports. So okay, it's good. I like, yeah, this so is good. People have to be in it. I really find want to find a way to include bowling as a sport. So uh, as a rule, uh, every athlete uh, has to be uh, who I think they are. They are. Oh, like that's the like the, the Pete Weber Jr. thing, right? Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I don't agree, I that works. but I understand with it. Yeah. I understand what you're saying there. Um, I think it has to be a sport. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, every sport has to be a sport. I know that obviously should be a rule. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. what Put is sports? Yeah. Has to be a sport. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and then we should probably explain. Should what we sports say are. like? So it, I think it, it has to have a ball. I would also say it needs to have a governing body. Yeah, and it has, has to be a hot governing body. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Has Duh. to have a hot Hello. governing body. Yeah, perfect. Uh. And this isn't a rule yet, but like I, I hope it is at some point in the future that uh, every uh, governing body must produce one feature film glorifying their own accomplishments. Okay, it's kind of like a sub rule, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's, a the, it's the FIFA rule, yeah. the, the United Passions rule, if yeah. you will, yeah. which yeah. was, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the lowest box office opening in American history. I saw that. Yeah. It was like Hilarious. $600 or something. And yeah. we've talked in the past about the, uh, the Real Good Show bump. This week, uh, the Flophouse bump. The Flophouse covered United Passions. Oh, there you go. And then three days later, Sepp Blatter was banned there you yeah, go. for eight years. No coincidence. So, well done, Flophouse. Uh, my final rule, I think, is like the drunker you get, the more enjoyable it is to watch. That's that for a sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. I'd say that's, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, the drunker. I mean, yeah, you, if you think of any good sport, there's alcohol at all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, any any more? Yeah, I want to add an addendum to that. So, okay. what, what number rule is that? This is number seven. That's seven I. Seven I I is uh, uh, the drunker you get, the better it is to play. Also, better Ooh. it is to play. That's trouble because like some that. sports I think are not that enjoyable when you're drunk. But like yeah. golf, softball, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you're talking curling, like dumb like dumb sports, bowling. Yeah, but like if you were to like hockey when you're drunk, probably not that great. Well, beer leagues are very popular, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but they're not, but people aren't usually drunk while they're playing. It's usually after. Huh. Like you don't play that well when you're drunk, is what I'm saying. Like you want a sport that you're able to perform at while drunk, right? Well, it's. it's I it's, mean, I don't know. It's up for debate. You can put it on the list. Yeah, I can. Okay. It's on. It's 7ii. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, do you want to just read those out to us again one last time? Sure. So we've got uh, number one, has to have a ball. Number two, has to have a competitive aspect. Number three, has to be fun. Number four, people have to be in it. Number five, has to be a sport. Number six, has to have a hot governing body. Number seven, the drunker you get, the more enjoyable it is to watch. And uh, 7ii or 7b, the drunker you get, the better it is to play. Uh, And also, let's add one last rule. Rule number eight, must exist... In uh, the physical, tangible reality. Must exist in the physical realm? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Must ex- that's, that's fair enough. That yeah. makes sense. Must exist in the physical realm. I just want to make sure that, like, League of Legends is excluded. Okay. I see what you're... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's an e-sport. So yeah. that's... Yeah. Okay. Well, and it doesn't have a ball. No, I guess it doesn't. League of Legends yeah, so it's doesn't not have a ball. I mean, there's yeah. a ball on, like, the bottom side of 
old the computer mice. mice. I guess that's true. Yeah. The, the, the trackball or whatever. So, yeah, I yeah. guess if people are playing with, like, optical mice. Yeah. Okay, well, but, that's a maybe. We'll throw that in the maybe as no, well. No, no, no. I feel like it's very important to include. Physical so realm? We, yeah. It okay. must exist in the physical realm. All right. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. We know what sports are. Sports is defined once and for all. Never ask us the question again. It's been dealt with. Done. And we we go from there into the seventh segment of Christmas, Sports Shark. And this is uh, based on Game Shark? Yes. The Game Shark was a very popular device for the uh, N64 as well as the PlayStation, I think. I think it was for a lot of things. Yeah. You get it for like and a it was, Game Boy. It, as would, well. it would help you cheat. Yeah. yeah. Sort of like Game Genie also. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. yeah. Game Genie was the They original. were like the, yeah. the fan duel draft kings. You would like plug it in and then put the cartridge into, into it. it. And then it would yeah. basically unlock like debug mode or whatever. Yeah. And you exactly. Could do whatever Perfect. you wanted in the game. Yep. Yeah. So this was a listener suggestion also. Yep. Uh, also, I think a supporter of the show. Do we know who suggested it? It was uh, Renee Bork. Renee Bork. Suggested, yes, uh, list the best ways to cheat at sports in a segment that we call Sports Shark. We could add the actual Jaws. Yeah, we could do that. I'll do that. Okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, that was good, too. Either way, (laughs) you could overlay it over top of you doing a shitty version of it. With some Christmas bells? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) definitely some Christmas bells. Um, Hang on. Before we get to... Oh, I lost the Christmas bells. They're gone. Let's have a hot uh, (laughs) governing body. Uh, my favorite way to cheat at sports, um, well, when I used or to play, body. when I used to play like uh, so- not rec soccer growing up, like competitive soccer, semi-competitive soccer, uh, it would just—I don't know if this is cheating, but because uh, I'm like a, a smaller guy, um, and we had a ton of big guys on our team, so I would just like talk a ton of shit. But I would also like during corner kicks and stuff, just like elbow people in the ribs and and just play like and like kick them and play super dirty. Does this, does that cheating? I don't because you're not really gaining an advantage. There. No, I'm pissing them off. Though. I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't know if it's cheating, per se. Is that cheating? I feel like that happens in a lot of sports. It was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. They would get really mad. I really like, like, football plays where a guy, like, looks like he's on the sidelines, but he's actually in play. But that's technically legal as well, I guess, Yeah, exactly. It's like a trick play. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's just a trick play. It's not technically cheating. Um, I like uh, broken glass on your boxing gloves. Oh, that's a good Yeah, Yeah, powdered glass. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way of cheating because yeah. then they get caught and hurt and stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like good, a lot of blood and I mean, stuff. I mean, there's the classic steroids, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, that's yeah. that's a great way to cheat kind of across the board, really. That's like a yeah. what is cheating yeah. question, really. It's, it's steroids. Yeah, just yeah. put a needle in your butt. Yeah. Doesn't even have to be anything in it. Yeah. <laughs> is my understanding. Yeah. That's how steroids work, I think. <laughs> you just stick a needle in your ass. I've been yeah. doing You're it better for at years. sports. Yeah. yeah. Who hasn't? <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Okay. Cl- yeah. I like that classic ways to cheat well there's like the the stick that's like too curved yeah one of my favorite things in hockey is just to bring a puck out in my pants and then at some point pretend my puck is the actual puck and just throw it in the net (laughs) no i still score but like i but they but yeah they think it's the real puck and it's not okay so you're just it's a real it's a real tennessee two puck i yeah i do something (laughs) similar um i call it like the the andrew alberts cheat okay because i just come out with a bunch of like whistles in my pocket Oh, that's and a good I one. I just yeah. throw loose stray whistles all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's a good and one. And it just parts. Or you can blow the whistle. The defensemen just like chase after it because yeah. they think it's the puck, basically. 
That's a good strategy too. This yeah. is really cheating. Do you remember when Mark Bergerman threw the puck into his own net? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's obviously like it'd be more cheating if he threw it into the other team's net. I yeah, guess. Cause yeah, because it's not because the goal counted. I yeah, believe. well, because he threw it in. I mean, yeah. unless yeah. he was like being paid to do that. Yeah, because yeah, it looked cheating. like he was. Well, there's great. We can, way we can to talk cheat. about Pete Rose, Tim yeah. Donahue. Those are classic ways you get money from. You I mean, know, if Pete Rose didn't involved. really cheat. He no, I guess he bet on. Yeah, Tim Donahue definitely affected. Yeah, that was a cheat. Yeah. Or like the Italian match fixing scandals that yeah. happened in Italian soccer, or the uh, Canadian Russian figure skating scandal. In yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jamie the, really, the, the number one way to cheat is to just give someone a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a that's a good I think cheat. It, it's way. that, and then steroids. Because then you yeah. win. And well, number you could three lose, is I guess. to receive a lot of money. But then yeah. you get money. Yeah, like you get the money. Yeah. I just like the term point shaving too because it's kind of like, well, yeah. they're act, like I just picture yeah. shaving they're shaving. Dip. Points yeah. have yeah. to get up in the morning. And yeah. They stubble. Hour. They have to shave all the stubble off. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Classic. Good segment. Yeah, Thank you, Renee I like Boy. that one. Yeah. yeah. That was Sports Shark. It Dun sounds up. way cooler than it actually ended up being. You know what I mean? Like Sports Shark sounds like it'd be fucking dope. Next time we'll call it Sports Genie. There you sports go. Yeah, Genie that's works. way yeah. better. And yeah. that also has the tie-in with our official... Uh, we could have Sports Wishes then, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going like to wish that. for more Sports Wishes. Yeah. I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. It's time um, for um, the eighth segment of Christmas. Not to cut off your singing. Joke. No, no, it's good. No, man. you can cut it off. Yeah, keep it rolling. Uh, segment number eight. This episode is going to be four hours long. Merry Predict Christmas. every Canucks goalie for the next seven years. This also came from a listener. So this what was is, his name? Uh, I can't remember. You, okay. This is like Canucks Blow. <laughs> That's the name of the yeah. segment. Canucks suck and they're dumb. Or the the goalies of Christmas future. Okay, I'm going to go... Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to say uh, Cam Talbot. Okay. Oh, we'll just go around in a circle here. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, Fred Brathwaite comes back. Oh, nice. Yeah. A return. Yeah. Return of the Mac. Well, Thatcher Demko after the glowing okay, scouting that report. That's, that cheating, that's like an actual... Yeah. That's and not, he, and he's going to be good. This is too, supposed to be so, jokes. Yeah, we're supposed to kind of anyway. Make good fun for you. That's Fine. still Thatcher yeah. Demko. Okay. You feel? Do you feel happy? Well, you feel I proud of wanna, yourself. I just want Ryan's contributions to be uh, all right, echoing throughout the show. Being a Leafs fan, I'll say that you will. Uh, we will somehow dupe betting into taking Jonathan Bernier. I don't think that's going to be too tough. To I don't think betting. so either. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say maybe we'll get Thatcher Demko. Maybe it'll be like our reverse Raycroft. Yeah. Speaking of Raycroft, Andrew Raycroft. <laughs> he's going to come back. Yeah. Um, did he played for the Canucks? He did didn't he, for a he minute. Did. Yeah. And he oh. beat Toronto and was yeah, like right, waving to the crowd. Yeah, yeah he did well, a victory lap afterwards. Yeah. It was yeah. the greatest thing I've ever seen. Well, um, oh, I had one and I lost it. Oh yeah, the last place trophy in my hockey pool is called the Wardo, named oh, okay. after Cam Ward. Yeah, and so uh, given that the Canucks are likely to finish last place this year, it's entirely possible that. Those trophies will overlap, yeah. And Jim Benning will trade for Cam Ward well, to allow g- Eddie Lack to ascend to the number one position. Yeah, I was going to say when you said uh, I had one but I lost it, or like, are you referring to the Canucks and good goalies? Actually, lost two. Yeah, they lost two. I'm going to go with uh, Jonas Gustafsson just because he plays on the Bruins currently. Yeah, and he's Swedish. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a Benning thing. I'm going to go with Eddie Lack when he's 42. Come yeah, back. that's a yeah. good yeah. one-day contract. Yeah, return of the lack. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Return of the lack. Uh, Anton Kadobin isn't he on Boston right now too? No, I he, thought he was on he's Anaheim. On Anaheim. Oh, and then he got he sent was, down. He's or, a former Bruin. He yeah. was there during Benning's era. Yeah, so he'll he'll come around. Well, and someone's gonna have to be pushed out of that Anaheim goaltending scenario. Yeah. 
So we'll say that, uh, okay, we'll say this is the last round. I'm going to go with, uh, let's This is see. thrilling podcasting right Well, now. hey. This is fun. This is whatever. Like this. I'll go with uh, Dustin Tokarski. Okay. Because I think that they'll just give Condon the backup job forever, and Tokarski will have nowhere to go, and Benning will be like, oh, Montreal was good for a minute. And then. Yeah, that's a good Benning impression, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I've never heard him talk. No, that think. that's pretty much. Uh, Montreal's uh, good for. I can't do it. Well, that was that was good it. too. Yeah. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Canadian hero Justin Pogi. I was gonna say oh, Pogi. Yes, you fucking jacked my last one. <laughs> jacked your Pogi. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that gross. I don't know. You, yeah, you hit my Pogi with a slammer, and then yeah. it flipped. Nice. And you get to keep your it. your Pogi stick. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. There we go. Uh, Lots of things that you can make fun of with Justin Pogi's. It's a last fun name. last name. Yeah, it's yeah. a good name. Um, yeah. Like if you're homeless, you gotta collect Pogi. It's another name for welfare. Anyway, continue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You got I it see. now. Yeah. You're on the Pogi. Yeah. Anyway, continue. My <laughs> uh, final one. Well, I I don't know. I had Justin Pogi loaded oh, in the chamber. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just like the Toronto Maple Leafs did at one time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> and, uh... Kari Ramo. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like yeah. that. In Very like possible. 2023, Kari Ramo. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. The, the starting goaltender. He'll come back from Europe. Can I throw one more down? Sure. Peter Skudra. <laughs> He's going to come back I again. like that guy. I like yeah. Peter Skudra. Peter yeah. Sidorkowitz. Yeah, great name. Thank nice you. pronunciation. Thank you. Um, and also, whoever is the starting goalie, or the backup goalie, or maybe even the third string goalie of the UBC Thunderbirds. Uh, right, Chris yeah, Lebesque. Yeah. yeah, he might get some uh, Or some, whoever Florida's backup is. Anyway, yeah. the Canucks suck. We move on <laughs> to the next one. That was Predict Every Canucks Goalie for the Next Seven Years. And we will go from there into segment of Christmas number nine. And this one even comes with its own theme song. This Hey-o. was suggested by uh, listener Rory Millette. And Rory is a, is a dedicated fan of the program. Think he might even be a donor, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. If he's not, he should be. Yeah, yes. let's go, Rory. Get on this shit, brother. Uh, well, he certainly donated to the show this week with an excellent topic suggestion and uh, a theme song for it also. Rory's suggestion is... Uh, an enemies list 2015 power ranking with a with predictions rather of who will be on the enemies list come 2016, and we will hear the theme song he submitted, very topical for this time of year, right now. Enemies of That was wonderful. Yeah, it fits so perfectly too. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, timely with uh, the Force Awakens. And out that there. means a real good show. Well, should we do top three, top five? Well, no, we need to do a breakdown of the full. We did a list of rules. Let's do a list of enemies right now. Too. Okay, I, I'm gonna open uh, up another word doc. Yes. Here. Patrick Kane. No, number one. I'm just listening. are we starting with number one? Yeah, you got to end with number one. No, no, no. We need to. We need to figure. No, we're not out ranking them yet. Right? Top we're to just bottom. saying the enemies. Well, Hitler, Hitler's no. no uh, it's the TSN guy who stole John's idea. Bob, Bob Weeks. Weeks. Yeah, he's above Hitler. Are you sure? hundred percent. Hitler didn't steal his article idea. No, I think Hitler's number one. <laughs> Hitler's dead though. And ISIS is number three. 
and Bob Weeks is a number sandwich. two. That's a sandwich. Yeah. It's a Bob Weeks, ISIS Hitler sandwich. <laughs> Bob Weeks is the hot dog. So number one is Hitler. Hypothetical Number sandwich. two is Bob Weeks. Number three is ISIS. Number four is uh, if Hitler was in ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be number one. That's a theoretical enemy. Yeah, anyway. that's a theoretical, yeah. Uh, and then number five, uh, any CFL podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Given that we are the best one. Yep. Uh, any Kane. any other CFL podcast? Yeah. Number six, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Uh, number seven, uh, no Big Macs before eleven a.m. So just, McDo- just <laughs> McDonald's. That's <laughs> a, a late edition. Yeah, to the that's a very, list. and that's yeah. kind of more for you, I think. Yeah, but. exactly. And that's more of a concept than a, no um, Big Macs before. <laughs> number eight is the uh, LA Kings social media guy who is in ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that was covered in number three. Uh no, well that's just that's like ISIS. And Number he's just nine like, is uh, is Iceland because the country starts with ice. No, I like which Iceland. Is part of though. ISIS. I have two Icelandic friends. Well, I don't give a shit about your ISIS. Really well, nice. you know, if it's if you don't call it ISIS, you call it ISIL, right? Exactly. So Iceland. Uh, yeah, this is okay. I'll close. put Iceland on the it has to list. Be. But uh, I do have a little funny thing about Iceland. Uh, there's only like three hundred fifty thousand people there. And uh, so they have this app where if you're at a bar and you're like going to hook up with someone, you tap your phones together and it tells you how related you are. That's that's smart. Yeah. But you can yeah. usually tell too because all of their last names end in son or daughter. Yeah, because it's they're named after. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah like yeah. Jon's daughter. Yeah, but it's it's more like am, how much name. of a cousin am I to you? You know. <laughs> that's smart. Well, uh, we tried to figure that out. So last like probably if you're from not Iceland, you probably just crush when you go over there. Yeah, because like you're not related. Yeah, to Yeah, you anyone. go right yeah. to the top of the Iceland Tinder rankings. Yeah. I assume Bjork owns it. <laughs> Uh, they were also the villains in Mighty Ducks too. That's true. So yeah. that's Wolf the Dentist Stanton. A big reason why they're on the the enemies list. Well, that was number nine. I think Stanson. we should we should have was ten. So who's our last? Uh... Uh, Stephen A. Smith. Oh right, yeah. How Obviously. Is he? Well, I just assumed he was a member of ISIS also. So that okay. Catch. So that's the the 2015 enemy list power rankings. I'm gonna start from the bottom. Okay. Uh, number ten, Stephen A. Smith. Number nine, too low. Really. Iceland. Well, we'll you know. see how he yeah. ranks in 2016. Number eight, the LA Kings social media guy who is a member of ISIS. Number seven, McDonald's. Number six, Patrick Kane. Number five, any other CFL podcast because we're the best. Number four, if Hitler was in ISIS. Uh, number three, ISIS. Number two, Bob Weeks. And number one, with a bullet. Uh, to his head, Adolf Hitler. Not, bum, bum, bum. not in ISIS. Just regular, just regular Hitler. Hitler. Enemies yeah. of real good show. Hitler classic. Hitler Hitler original. Yeah, crystal Hitler. Retro Hitler. So we have to predict our enemies for 2016. Yeah, he also wanted to see who would be on the list for 2016. Well, I think, you know what, I'm throwing this out there. Bob Weeks is going to dethrone Hitler. Well, we'll see what else he does to me. Um, yeah. I think uh, well, I I think it's going to be something that's spiteful. A, that's a prediction we can make for 2016. Also, what is Bob Weeks going to steal from you next? Great question. Brooke? Um, no, she wouldn't be into him. Um, Bob Weeks is going to steal uh, my car because I'm going to put him out of a job, and then he's going to need some way. He's going to live in your car. Yeah, he's going to steal my car and live in it. Um, I think in order to be because we're going to have an, a whole year of podcasting. I think our number one enemy is going to be a current official real good show thing that somehow disappoints us in 2016, and that will automatically vault them to the top like of the list. If John Taffer joins ISIS, yeah, exactly. That would just ruin it. For exactly. Me. So I'm going to. Or if go- he rescues ISIS. So I am going to say that the official uh- <laughs> ISIS rescue. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you I know. would watch it. Yeah. I don't know if Spike TV would carry it. Although they carry that common like carpentry show, and that's like substantially worse. And he's building stuff for ISIS on that all the time. Yeah, exactly. Is he? I haven't watched it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, well, uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead, and I'm gonna say the most likely person to disappoint us is our official male tennis player, I th- Nick Curios. I, th- I thought yeah. it would be Curios also. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say he's gonna do something in 2016 that will upset. Maybe he'll he will surprise. But I think he will be the one that will uh, that will vault to the you top. You know what? I just like him more now that I just realized his name sounds like Nick Kiprios. Yeah, it's that's not already kind of like plummeting him yeah. down the list. He's going to go from being like 2011 Patrick Kane, which he was this year, to like 2015 Patrick yeah. Kane in 2016. I could see it. Oof. It's not great. Yeah, and Stephen A. Smith is going to be threatening people always. Yeah. But no, the thing he's is, always going to be close. You know what? If Stephen A. Smith threatens ISIS or Hitler or Bob Weeks, then he's going to be on our friends <laughs> list. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I don't think he'll threaten any of those things. He might. He might threaten Bob Weeks. I think I he don't think he knows he who Bob Weeks challenged is. Challenged by him. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. I think <laughs> Donald yes. Trump will probably be on the list for 2016. I could see that. He yeah. he he would have made the list if we did a top 20 this year. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, I honestly don't like. I know I was joking that Bob Weeks is going to dethrone Hitler, but no one's dethroning Hitler. Let's be honest. Uh, here. Bob Weeks will still be second. Yeah. Jokes yeah. about Steve Harvey will probably be on the list in 2016. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Because it'll that. be Left Shark. It's just going to keep happening. Yeah, forever. For sure. Yeah, yeah, like it's never going to go away. Matt, well, you know what? Uh, Steve Harvey uh, chose the wrong shark <laughs> at the Super Bowl last year. It was the left shark. Remember the because you just it was the dancing one that couldn't dance. Yeah, Steve Harvey's yeah. like that's the good one. <laughs> it's like no, the good one is the one that can dance, Steve. And then he uh, had to. And then uh, even after that, they're like, oh, do you want to host Miss Universe? And uh, <laughs> like, don't fuck it up like it was the sharks. And he did. Left shark also might make a resurgence and make the 2016. No, that's on my friends enemies. list. <laughs> I love that. Did you see it? It couldn't even dance right. Yeah, you have left shark on Facebook. Yeah, left shark is the one that was running the uh, the Super Bowl lights when they. When they uh, went out, when the power was yeah, right. yeah. that was a left shark. And Steve Harvey was like, "Hey, get the left shark to run <laughs> yeah. the lights at the Super Bowl." Yeah, this will be great. I don't know why Miss Universe chose him after that series of <laughs> Super Bowl-related fuck-ups. <laughs> yeah, Steve Harvey is famous for having served as the Super Bowl entertainment coordinator. Yeah, yeah, that's how he also, got his start. Also, the Janet Jackson, uh, you know. Uh, Nipplegate. That was his idea. Yeah, he told <laughs> MIA to flip off the camera. Yeah, too. he bought Janet Jackson that like little son that went over her nipple. The diamond crest. No, went around uh, it. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Guard. Yeah, it was like a diamond <laughs> nipple <pasty>. guard. <laughs> it was like yeah. a little son. It was like yeah, uh, it was a son. Yeah, it was like a. It was know, a son with her nipple poking out yeah. of the middle, and the son was covering up her areola. Yeah. If yeah. we're being if we're being anatomically correct, which we have to, which we have to be. We have the most anatomically correct CFL podcast around. Yeah, exactly. I agree completely. Uh, but yeah, that's a little known fact, but that is where Steve Harvey got his start. <laughs> Super yeah. Bowl entertainment coordinator. I'm just thinking of the left shark. It, it couldn't dance. It was yeah, it was so, so good. Remember? That, yeah. Well, because especially... Didn't Katy Perry like ride like a tauntaun as well or like a dino? Something like that. But I mean, all I can think about is that that shark was so fucking funny. And like Twitter accounts based on the shark where it's <laughs> like, what, how, if the shark could tweet, 
what would he tweet about or people like photoshopping him into historical situations speaking like, of the that canucks, is my jam that made me like Bo horvat even more because uh for the canucks halloween party this this year his girlfriend dressed up as Katy perry and he dressed up as left shark that is timely yeah very very, good, right? very yeah. much so yeah you know sometimes it's like it comes back around right like be. eight months is about that time yeah. where it comes back around being good again also a potential candidate for the 2016 enemies list and another creation of Steve Harvey is uh, the dress. That's true. Steve Harvey couldn't tell if it was black and gold or blue, black and, and blue, or black. white and gold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that it was, was white and gold for the record. Uh, it was black and blue. It was actually. black and blue. No. But remember when yeah. Steve Harvey Obviously, like and the left shark was wearing <laughs> the dress. Yeah, and Steve Harvey was like, well, he was deflating the footballs. This is this is the white and gold right shark. <laughs> and everyone was like, you, you blew it, Steve. Yeah. Ugh. Classic. It just makes the Miss Universe thing even more egregious. <laughs> After all that shit, they were like, oh, don't don't screw this up. Yeah. And then he, yeah. obviously he did. Yeah. Remember? Although, I mean, we all love the left shark. So. Yeah. And remember when, when like, everyone was wearing the dress for a little while there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. What was the segment about again? Classic dress. I don't the know, but segment. I can say it has officially jumped the shark. <laughs> yeah. The left uh, shark. Yes. Yeah. You said shark. Yeah. That's yeah. We're shark. About Just make shark. sure which one. Yeah. It was the, well, the left, because the left one was the, the left shark. One. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wearing the dress. What's the next one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shark right now. The 10th segment of Christmas is a summary of rejected segments of Christmas. Nice. We got some good, well. We got some really bad ones, but they'll ones. be funny to read out. Uh, my personal favorite is from uh, my friend Rob Wiseman, very funny guy. And uh, he suggested uh, – it's very specific, so we couldn't really make a segment out of it. Uh, Peter Wilson or Dick Spaulding, who is the best athlete whose name is a word for penis followed by a football manufacturer? <laughs> it's got to be Dick Spaulding. I think so. It's too sure. short to be yeah. a segment. Yeah. No. Well, that's exactly it. Um, uh, Gom also wrote in asking us if we could uh, take turns sequentially listing the numbers – from 1 to 12. Do which, we, let's do that right now. We can do it right now. Yeah, all right. 1. What are we doing? Well, uh, we're doing 1 to 12. You, oh, you're just reading the numbers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dope. 2. 3. 4. 5. 6. 7. 8. 9. 10. 11. 12. Hey, nicely done, boys. All right. Okay, uh, here's another rejected segment from at Terry Erickson. 12 drummers drumming. See, I don't, I, he didn't quite understand that we weren't going for ones that were related to the actual song. Like, we didn't care. No, no, but it's, But he know. thought it had to be related. So he said, 12 drummers drumming. Talk about your favorite drummers of the 90s while chugging a carton of milk. I think most of his suggestions ended yeah, with us chugging really a carton Yeah, I don't really know why we had to chug a carton of milk. It would have been pretty okay. funny. Um, we also, from Zachary Ash, MTV Cribs, but for mascots. Uh, and JC Caitlin, or Catlin. Drop kicks in the NFL, the best kind of kick? And I'll just say yes. Yeah. Uh, at Spionaze wrote in with ghost stories. Ooh. It's like, but that, it's Christmas. Yeah. Like, I guess that's, yeah. Uh, Yerky21 writes in, I want Justin Morissette doing Roger Goodell impressions. Roger Goodell orders pizza. Roger Goodell solicits the services of a prostitute. 
etc. You don't have to do that. This is yeah, an objective no, one. No, no, rejected. you don't have to do this. Please do yeah, not. No, do it. please. You were he was like stretching. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Oh, I'd love a, a meat lovers, please. And could you please uh send some prostitutes over while you're at it? Big sausage pizza. Oh my god. I like that. Okay. Well, you went for it anyway. Yeah. Uh Neon Wario sent in a picture of Donkey Kong versus Knuckles, the echidna. Yeah. In a uh, death match. Well, he didn't even ask who would win. He just sent us that picture. Yeah, it's got to be Donkey Kong. Uh, Knuckles has like the spikes on his knuckles though, and he's really fast. Yeah, I like Knuckles. Yeah, I would go well. with Knuckles. Knuckles is like Terry Erickson says five golden rings. Talk about your favorite sports champions while chugging a carton of milk. <laughs> there again is the whole carton of milk thing. Yeah, Terry um, Erickson also, I believe, wrote in or or no, it was David uh, uh, E. David, David Eisenberg. David Eisenberg wrote in and submitted uh, Dustin Bufflin's All You Can Eat Buffet, where he wanted us to predict how much of any given food item Dustin Bufflin could eat. The answer is a lot for all of all it. Of and it. he would be drunk on a boat yeah. as well. This is the... Uh, Wearing the dress. Yeah. <laughs> this one wins the award for least of an actual segment and more of a question or statement. At Mr. Colin Flowers says, talk about how fucking bad the Browns are. He, he asks that every yeah, single yeah. week. Yeah, really a segment. Um, and, they, they are uh, bad. They're very bad. Terry Erickson wins the award for most difficult segment to actually do. <laughs> uh, two turtle doves. Tying two turtles to a dove's feet and see if it can still fly. If there were baby turtles, I think it could. Yeah, I think it could too. Yeah. Tyson Newa suggested Stephen A. Smith's butt of the week. And that would probably be Stephen A. Smith's butt every week. Yeah. Yeah. Does he like butts? Is that a thing? Uh, or? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and go ahead. Uh, well, Felix Potvin just wrote in to say, I'd like to make sure nothing happens to my favorite part of Christmas, the 12 Lords leaping. And we're not touching that. No, the you Lords can't, can you leap can't talk. all they wish. Yeah. And my least favorite suggestion of anything ever on this show comes from at Corn Toot, pour hot sauce in your orifices. But then she spelled pour... Or I'm guessing it's a she. Uh, yeah. Spelled poor P O O R, meaning that so we like already have hot sauce in our orifices, <laughs> and, and she just feels bad it. for it. Well, yeah. Uh, I do like Dave Grapes. His suggestion here: do a segment on sports. And we did uh, that. We, we kind of did. So that's not really a rejected one. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. This uh, episode's been way too long. Let's get to the eleventh. Number eleven is the Christmas mailbag. It's letter time, it's letter time. Flutter time. It, it, it's flutter time. What am I reading? Flutter time. Flutter, flutter, flutter time. You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. This will be a very short yeah, segment. Yeah, because pretty much every one of the 12 segments was of Christmas a has been a mailbag yeah. thing. Really, uh, Kaylin B wanted us to read erotic fan fiction of the Toronto Raptors mascot, the Raptor. But he said Vor too, and Vor. I always forget what this is. I'm gonna look it up uh, in incognito mode because I, if I remember, I think it's like stuffing yourself inside someone. Okay, uh, let's see. Vor. <laughs> so he wants to go inside. Uh, a fetish in which one fantasizes about being eaten alive or eating another creature alive. The most common type of vor is soft vor, being swallowed or swallowing whole with no bloodshed. And I guess that's like you've seen the inflatable Raptors mascot when he swallows a cheerleader. Right. So I guess that is kind of a form of vor. Um, yeah. So we're not doing that, but uh, Graham we're Perkins to explain what vor is. Yeah. So. Graham Perkins writes in: Is Santa real? If so, how real? 
He's real good. Real That's good. Show. Santa saw my dick and laughed at it. He's real all right. A real asshole. Uh, reference to one of my classic Which classic I tweets. believe Bronze Hammer already did a Christmas spin on that oh, one did he? earlier this oh, week. Well, we love Bronze Hammer. Yeah. You're on Real Good Show. Um, there's not, I mean, there's some decent questions. I like this one actually from Chris Mueller who asks, what subcategory of awful fan is in fact the most awful? And I'm going to say, um, people who stand up during the play and you're watching on TV and you can see them right. standing are up. Right. Are they bang on the, bang glass, on the glass or they too. wave at the camera? Or people who yell shoot during a power play. Oh yeah. That's a good yeah. one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say as someone who has, uh, seasons tickets to a sport and had to sit in front of these people, we I have season tickets to the Whitecaps, and we've moved both years, and we're moving again, and somehow both times we have been stuck in front of the commentator, and that is my least. If you have season's tickets and you sit in front of this person every game, it is the absolute worst, where they comment on every single play, and they're wrong yeah. about most of them. And uh, this year in particular, we sat in front of two guys who were so negative. It was very confusing to me why they would even have season's tickets because they hated everything and everyone in a white caps uniform. So that's a lot of fun. That's easily my least favorite sports fan, but this, I feel like that's a live sport type thing. Yeah. Only. Cause if you have a friend that's like that, you just don't be friends with them. Yeah. Anymore. You don't invite them over. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, this is kind of more of a rejected segment, but it's from Buffalo Sabres fan. And every time I die frontman Keith Buckley, and he says the top five attempts Taffer made at contorting his face muscles into what might be considered a smile. And uh, if you've seen John Taffer attempt to smile, uh, contorting is, is pretty much the, the best description for it. Um, because he's, yeah, it's not great. No, it's, it's terrifying. Like, um, oh shit, what's the? Um, oh, never mind. I he looks remember. like the. Uh, There's like a sketch, a famous sketch. Well, he looks like, like the Goomba from get... the Super Mario Brothers. Oh movie. yeah, nice yeah. with like the little teeth. Yeah. yeah, are you like thinking of the Steven Seagal one where he's like? I think it was like a weekend update thing. Maybe they were like Steven Seagal smiled and part of his face fell off. Maybe and they replaced that's what like the of. chunk of his face with like the pattern from his shirt. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was probably something like that. Okay. Uh, donor to the show, friend of the show, Mike Fail writes in, what would you get Hitler for Christmas? A lump of coal. Arsenic. A time machine. Why? So he can come into the future yeah, and see what he would do with it. Probably, probably nothing good. Yeah, what? Except for, are you just theory. saying you wanted to reanimate Hitler? Like you wanted to bring him into this time Well, no, period? maybe he's the one who killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. I guess that's also yeah. true. Maybe he already has it and he did important things with it that shaped this timeline. In ways that cannot we're not ever aware be known. of. Yeah, I'm gonna go with no. Uh, this is from uh, Williton, and he asks, "Who would win in a regulation UFC match between a silverback gorilla and a Clydesdale horse?" Oh, gorilla! Gorilla for sure. But what's the horse gonna do? Run at Kick. it? Horses are. I mean, that's a big horse. Yeah, but right? they but don't have the dexterity. They don't have the dexterity. It, it, one kick from the horse could kill the gorilla. Isn't True, it, right? It just, but that's the thing is, it's just like it's like when you go into the when two actual UFC fighters fight and one of them's really good at boxing, right? They're like, oh, you just got to avoid the big punch. Like yeah. obviously, the gorilla would be game planning to avoid yeah. the kick. Yeah, he would jump on if he jumped on top of the horse and yeah, he'd be, be safe the yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they ride horses in that. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. The delightful Jessica Sands wrote in. At Modern Hobo, what sport would Santa be the best or worst at? Well, is cucking a sport? I mean, does we should, it we fit should our ask. rules? Yeah. Does it fit the rules well, that we Well, cucking defined? has a ball. There's a ball. There's well, balls. I have yeah. a ball cucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
It's very competitive. The it annual cuckers. Well, cucking's a sport. Okay, so I'm going to say cucking. Then. Yeah. yeah. Cucking, uh, is the, he's the best. Sumo wrestling. I mean, that's yeah, just, he'd be probably know. pretty good at that. Yeah. Darts. You have to assume. He's got lots of time for like leisure games. Probably like, like horse racing. And the, the worst. He would use his reindeer. The worst yeah, he'd probably, he'd probably be. probably really good at that. Like skeleton. Yeah. Because <laughs> he wouldn't fit on the. Yeah. yeah. But he's good with sleighs, though. That's true. Skeleton well, maybe Bob's like a sleigh. Bobsled. Yeah, he'd be very good at bobsled. Yeah. yeah. I think he'd be bad at like any extreme sport skateboarding, snowboarding. I think that's not going to go well. Maybe BMX, snowboarding. BMX. Yeah, BMXing. Is Santa not, is the worst. At hasn't BMX. gone well for BMXing in his career. Nick Farkas writes in: Who would make a better mall Santa, John Taffer or Bob Costas? Uh, well, Bob Costas has pink eye, so I'm going to go with uh, John Taffer here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he would yell a little bit too much, whereas Bob Costas could tone it down. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, or he would just like make fun of the kids and and do yeah for like or, having a dead relative. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else there, Stefan? Uh, no. Cut it off. That's yeah. it. Done. Oh, our final question of the Christmas mailbag comes to Jessica Lee at Kentucky Daria, who asks, would you sacrifice the existence of Christmas for 10 years to get Lucas Pisa off the Canucks? Ooh, well, I guess that's our Spisa would do of the week. It sure is. Wow, I timed that perfectly. You guys hear that? That was fucking sweet. I'm I'm done. I'm out. Uh, Yes, I would, because it would mean less uh, cucking for Santa Claus. (laughs) And I'm just thinking of the kids here. Yeah. And the crying man. Someone's got to think of the crying man. I'm also at a time in my life where, like... uh, Christmas is very expensive, and I don't have a lot of money, so it's probably beneficial for me to you not. You could save have up to for ten years and gifts. have one like badass Christmas. Oh yeah. yeah, ten years from now, Christmas would be yeah. fucking great. Yeah, exactly. And, and you wouldn't be buying Lucas Visa Canucks merchandise either. Yeah. So that's uh, and that's a big part of my budget, <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, good questions as always. Yeah, and uh, I guess we have the final, the twelfth segment of the twelve segments of Christmas. Yes, segment number twelve is everyone's favorite because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. This is going to be a special Christmas edition of One Good Thing, where uh, we get to pick our favorite, uh, I guess, Christmas movies or yeah. just Christmas thing in general. Yeah, we, well, we can do movies. Yeah. Or thing. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to do a movie. I'm going to go with Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Classic. Watch it every Christmas Eve, uh, and the scene where Chevy Chase just freaks out and finally snaps is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, so that's one of my favorite Christmas. That is my favorite Christmas movie, and uh, that's my one good thing. Nice. Well, this is not my favorite Christmas movie because I think everyone knows all the all the kind of main ones. But I will say, I watched this last night, and I've seen it before. And a very underrated Christmas movie, Four Christmases, starring Vince Vaughn and <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Now you would think it wouldn't be very good, but basically the premise is that I do think that yes. the, yeah yeah the two of them are uh, the two of them are these like. Uh, high powered. Well, he's a high powered lawyer, 
and I don't even know what she does. And they're like this couple that they don't want to have kids. They don't really care that much about their family. And every Christmas they go away on a trip. And then one Christmas, the they try to go away and the airport is fogged in and their flights are canceled. And they end up being on TV about it. So all their families see it. And they're like, well, you got to come over for Christmas now. And both the sets of their parents are divorced. So they have to fit in four Christmases in one day going to each of their moms and dads places. And, uh, you know, I, I, when I remember when I originally watched it, I didn't expect much and I really enjoyed it. And I watched it again last night and I enjoyed it again. It has some legitimately very funny moments. Um, it's pretty much kind of stays away from the cheesy stuff. It gets a little cheesy at the end, but for the most part, it's just mostly about how screwed up their families are and the funny situations they get themselves into. And, uh, yeah. Kind of an under-the-radar choice, but if you want something just to kind of pass the time this Christmas and maybe if you haven't seen it uh, for Christmases, check it out. I feel like a lot of people say Die Hard is their favorite Christmas movie, but that's kind of like... uh, It's like a stereotypical... It's like Left Shark wearing the dress of Christmas movies. It's been done. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, so there's like a bunch of other Christmas-adjace movies that you could pick. Shane Black sets all of his movies at Christmas. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, Last Boy Scout, that kind of thing. I'm going to pick a movie that is uh, set at Christmas and really heavily involves Christmas in its plot but it's typically thought of probably as more of a Halloween movie. Uh, And I watched this at Christmas last year. I'll probably watch it again either tonight or tomorrow. Christmas classic, Gremlins, baby. I thought you were going to say The Nightmare Before Christmas. So did I. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that one too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Joe Dante's Gremlins is uh, very entertaining, a a great deal of fun. And uh, I always have a good time when you go back and watch old movies and get to see like actors that you recognize now that you never would have recognized before. And uh, the police, I guess, constable or officer who's out there trying to deal with all the havoc that the Gremlins are causing is um, Mike from Breaking Bad. And so it was oh. nice to see him turn up, and he had hair, which was very it's a little weird, strange. Yeah. He's also an airplane. He's like the guy who's like watching the the their height dip all over right. the place, and yeah, it's yeah. like this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mike from Breaking Bad is in it, and that's pretty much all the reason you need to revisit a Christmas classic like Gremlins, which you probably haven't seen in a very long time, and is still great and worth checking out over this holiday season and speaking of the holiday season that will do it for this episode a special christmas edition of real good show our intern is jessica sands our roommate is brooke halverson i'm justin morissette stefan hack john cullen be real be good be real good christmas yeah yes i knew we would get it this week i almost said cucking Oh, nice. Yeah, we, that would have been Christmas. great, too. Christmas made more sense. I actually almost said lint on ice. Oh, man. Well, we did it. Yeah. Really God, good, that though. felt as good yeah. as I hoped it That's would. That's like yeah. the biggest Christmas gift we can give. To ourselves. <laughs> to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> listeners. Ending yeah. the show, you mean? Yeah. 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 This is our last episode. Yeah, so thank you for, <laughs> for bearing with it over yeah. the course of the show. And if you do have a Christmas jib-jab to send out to all your loved ones, please be sure to also include realgoodpod at gmail.com. And send us money. Yeah. Thank you. And Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you again next week for the end of the year wrap up. Goodbye.
turned on. Good night. <laughs>